You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Heaney 76 Bringing us into episode number 134 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris here with my guy J Dub. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I know what everyone's talking about. You know, did you watch the All-Star game? Nope. No. That's not true. I lied. I did. I watched it, but are we gonna talk about it? I mean, I saw no. I saw until I saw until it was like the third quarter, and then I was like, you know what? I got work in the morning. No, I know. I, no. I didn't watch the dunk contest either. This was like one of the years where I was just like, I'm not watching the All Star game, I'm not watching All Star weekend, really. All Star All Star weekend. I hate to say it. One just told me it was in Utah. I checked out. I not checked even out. not even if it was in Utah with the Mormons. I checked out. Not, not even with the Mormons. Shout out to the Mormons. Shout out to the Mormons. But no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like I'm a, not a six or one listen, something though. Listen. I, a can six or one something. Can the Sixers win something? <laughs> Matt, McClum, Matt McClum been on the Sixers roster for 36 seconds. Stop it. <laughs> he's now, he's now a, a, a dunk champion, million follower Instagram guy. Hey, he's building a career, sir. His career is boosted. Don't worry. Doc not going to play you anymore. I don't think he's going to get called up. Let's be honest. He was never going to get called he, up anyway. No, 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 no. Ferk can't get in to get minutes. You think Matt McClung about to get minutes? Stop it. But we're going to talk about some late-breaking news around the NBA. Nate McMillan, Atlanta Hawks coach, fired. Yeah, uh, An interim has been replaced, and a search is now underway. We're going to talk about the buyout market. Your boy Russell Westbrook going across the hall to the Clippers. And uh, a lot of other things around the NBA. But, Jared, let's start. In Atlanta, let's talk about Nick McMillan getting fired. GM Landry Fields, yes, that Landry Fields is the GM of the Hawks. Uh, he's named Joe Prunty as the interim coach. This is not Prunty's first time being an interim coach. He went 21-16 and 16 as Milwaukee's interim coach in 2018 when Jason Kidd was fired. Atlanta is one game under 500 at 29-30 and 30 in eighth place in the East right now as we come on the other side of the All-Star break. Jarrett. Talk to me about what McMillan getting fired means for Atlanta and, and just kind of talk about the, the lack of, I guess, I, you know, I guess I, people's expectations in Atlanta were higher. They didn't expect to be a game under 500 on the other side of the All-Star break. I thought this would be a better team. They've underperformed. I don't blame Nick McMillan for underperforming. I wholeheartedly think that it's both a coaching issue and also a Trey Young issue. Trey Young hasn't played up the performances of what we've seen. Uh, this is the third year in the league, and he just he, does, he just doesn't look like the guy that we saw for his first two seasons, where he was nutmegging players, hitting Steph Curry like threes. He's still a very good playmaker. He's a passing savant, but other than that, the offense just doesn't look the same, Chris. And I I think that's also onto the new foul calling system. Remember, Trey Young used to draw a lot of fouls because of the whole back floater situation. He would, he would lean back, get the floater off, foul, foul. Foul. Now that the offense isn't the same anymore, because remember, Trey Young's an undersized point guard. This guy is barely hitting six foot. He might be my height. 
now that you... It's a little disrespectful to Trey Young, don't you think? It's not. The dude's a super bucket. Like, you see what he does in the court. No, 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 no. I meant the your height thing. I'm 5'10", so that's not... Are I'm really above good? average... Man. First off, stop disrespecting me. We've, we've, done, really? we've went to the doctors. We've done the reports. We, Ain't no we, 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 we've had the measurements. I've said, I've said the pictures. We've had the measurements. I don't, I, like you I, don't know, me. I don't know what you're talking about. So now every doctor's a liar. That's what you said. Every doctor I've ever been to while I was a liar. Jared, I feel as though that you need to tell the people that you are 5'9 and 3'8". Three, eight, five, ten flat. Been to a doctor, multiple doctors oh. actually. Sent oh. pictures to all these. So my doctors are just liars, right? I can afford oh. to be getting lied to by these doctors. Yes. No, I can't pay the doctors off. You they got don't. you got great insurance from the four letter folks. <laughs> Could have fooled me. You got insurance. <laughs> Could have fooled me. But anyway, um, Trey just hasn't performed. This is what the second coach that has been going, not because of the team. Well. John Collins might have been one of the reasons why Lloyd Pierce was going, but Trayon's also one of the reasons why Lloyd Pierce was out. Now it's Nate McMillan because John Collins is, is John Collins. You know what you're getting from him now in the NBA, right? You know that you kind of overpaid for him, but he's still a quality stretch for him when he can actually hit the shots. He's going to get your rebound. It's a highlight dunk machine. The offense, you can't really create an offense for him because now he's kind of been limited because of his role with Trey Young. So that you can't blame Lloyd Pierce for that. You can't blame McMillan for that. You brought in DeJounte Murray. He's been a very stellar player. Him and Trey Young have put up boisterous numbers together as a duo. Right. So it's just like, yeah, McMillan has fallen off, but these the off the court issues that they've both seen that have had, that rumors that came up about them having arguments and not liking the way things are going. You knew Nate McMillan's foot was out the door. You know he was going to get fired eventually. Right. But now you look at who are they going to bring in? Quinn Snyder could be available. That's mm-hmm. a huge move. Chris, you know I like him as a head coach. Right. You have potential moves where they could maybe leave it, um, the guy they have now as the interim. I doubt it. I really do. Steve Nash could be a replacement potentially now that he has head coaching experience if the Hawks so choose to make that a move. Right. So it's not like they're out of realm of They're going to replace. They're going to get a new head coach to come in, but it's just going to be the same issue over and over again. Because what, what, what are the Hawks really missing? They have a capable starting five. Like this, It's one of the better starting fives you'll see in the league. Right. I think the, about. I think the Hawks are in this weird predicament. Like you mentioned, the, the Lloyd Pierce thing is – this is very reminiscent of when they fired Lori Pierce and brought in Nate McMillan, and Nate McMillan took this team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe they just need a new voice, a new energy. Maybe they just – they're one of these teams that kind of start tuning out coaches after a while. Uh, another name – another couple of names to look at that's, that's floating around, Charles Lee, who is Milwaukee's associate head coach. There's a lot of connections with Budenholzer. Damn, Milwaukee guys getting – they can they get the, the the coaching trees looking listen, like it's making moves. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of Budenholzer uh, connections there in Atlanta, especially at the top. So I think that that's a name to look at. Kenny Atkinson, who is Golden State's assistant coach, former Nets coach, also a good coach. That's also a name to, to look out for. Um, so I think that there is opportunities arising uh, in Atlanta. I think that Steve Nash. I don't know, you know, I don't know if they you, know, you want to put Steve Nash with two potential, like, alpha point guards. Because DeJounte Murray, for all intents and purposes, is a point guard. Like, he might play the two to placate Trey, or they might play, like, you know, hot potato. But he's a he's a point guard. Trey's a point guard. They're both alpha point guards. Like, mm-hmm. this is not going to work. So I think I would not You did say that, too. You had said it before. You was like you wasn't worried about this trade at all. I'm not, I would not be surprised if they move off of DeJounte Murray. I yeah. think they move off Trey Young to be honest. I think no, Trey might be no, out the door no. if it's if it's becoming Trey, a Trey issue. He might be out the here, door. Here's the thing with Trey though: it's the same thing with like is it a Luca issue. He's the face of the franchise. Yeah, he is the face. You can't of the like franchise. if he's asked You're for not, out, it's out. 
if he asks to be out, then that's one thing. But he hasn't done that to our knowledge. Yeah, to our knowledge. If I'm Landry Fields and I'm the general manager of the Hawks, I'm not trading Trey Young. No, no, no. I'm saying what if Trey Young acts out after this season? That's a different conversation. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that Trey Young will be in Atlanta for his career. Because it's not like Atlanta is one of those destination places. Nah. For basketball. Now, you might want to live there. You might want to go play with another superstar. You might want to go play with a Trey Young type. But it's hard to get a Trey Young type to go to Atlanta and be the face of the franchise. Because... You know, why did San Antonio give up on DeJounte Murray? You know, that, that's the conversation that kind of needs to be had because if this is not working in San Antonio, it's now not working in Atlanta. Where well, let's DeJounte... be fair. He was winning them too many games. They was tanking for victory. Yeah, I, I understand. That, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was the, that was the thing. That was the thing. They, they had to get off DeJounte Murray so they can get to, uh, to win Benyama. But you look at DeJounte Murray, if it's not going to work in Atlanta, which I didn't really see – I didn't really see that working because of the issue that we talked about now. They both need the ball. They both are yeah. ball-dominant facilitators, scorers. Mm-hmm. You can't have two of those guys without somebody taking a clearly defined backseat role. And it looks like neither one of those guys are comfortable in the backseat. So now who does – now, if you were to be – let's say you're Atlanta and you move off of one of these guys, what do you get in return? Because what makes this team – Exponentially better. Like I don't. I don't that's why you said like, get a, a premier wing. Like what premier wing is out there? But who's to say? Like and then again, they just paid DeAndre Hunter. And who's to say he can't? He's only twenty three or twenty four. Exactly. And 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 Dejounte Murray's still young. Trey Young is still young. They have a very young team. The vet on their team, I think, is Capella. Clint Capella, yeah, because the Williams on the roster anymore. So yeah, it's Clint Capella. So you look at this team, and it's like they need a veteran, established coach. They need to move Murray or Young. I say move Murray, but whatever. And they need to just develop. Because the problem with Atlanta is they have already proved that they can have postseason success. Whether or not it – and you can talk about the Philly thing and you can talk – whatever. Like, we've been there. We beat that to to death. Mm -hmm. But if you look at Atlanta as a whole – this nucleus of Collins, Young, Capella has had success. Yeah. There's pieces that, that are around it that need to be fleshed out a little bit more. Like I like DeAndre Hunter, but could you upgrade DeAndre Hunter? Definitely. I like DeJounte Murray, but that's not a really great fit. So I think there's pieces to be had. I think they're talking about as early as next Tuesday, let me give finding you a, a coach, naming a coach. Like, let, me, let me give you a name right now. This is a name that nobody's really talking about. You would understand why once I say his name. But he's had this similar type of situation. He had a situation where he had two ball-dominant guys. I know where you're going, Jared. And he, but he made it work. Conference finals twice. Finals once. I know. I mean, but conference is finals. He too, is he too toxic? Is Are you? No. Are you, no, no. Ain't no no. Listen, look at all the backlash Brooklyn got when they tried to hire him. Man. Ain't, no, no, Jared. Let, uh, let's say his name I, first. Like. Email Udoka would be a perfect Sorry. fit for was, this team. I was going to say uh, the one who fumbled me along. But you could be caught as it is, but he did. But, like, dude, this would be a perfect situation. Perfect, perfect situation for him to come in, show his coaching acumen. Because you know he's, he's got it. He can coach. We've seen it. He knows how to coach guys 
that need to be that like are uncoachable but need to be coached up. Like guys that you 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 think are maybe locker room issues because they've said their pieces or they they make their cases. Guys that are ball dominant but they somehow fit. He was the raw. He's the reason that Tatum and Brown seamlessly now fit because before for like two seasons straight, maybe two and a half, they could not work. Like they were working, they were winning, but they could not work. Like it just wasn't leading to what you wanted as a cohesive unit. He may could do that with this Hawks team potentially. Then you don't got to move off anybody. Well, I still think Chris is right about getting a better upgrade to Hunter or letting Collins walk, whatever. But you don't have to – you keep those two pieces of a Murray and a Trey Young. You can make them work. Get yourself a better wing. Like he, could, he might even be able to change this season around for them. Just off the strength that he that – what he could come in as a coach, the locker room leadership he'll have, the presence he makes, like that, the way he'll command in that locker room – it would change drastically because maybe that's just what they need, right? And this is a guy that has, out of all the names we mentioned besides of Quinn Snyder, who, I, again, I think he has more pedigree than a Snyder as well, this is a guy that they can bring in. I, I know that the, the whole scandal thing was the, the Nets, whatever, but, again, I feel like this was way born out of, more out of proportion than it ever has been or ever should have been. But I think Eman would be a perfect fit with this Hawks team if they were really, like, really considered their best option. He's there. Okay. I'm not going to disparage Ime's coaching acumen on the floor. The problem is, are you willing to take on all this baggage of him off the court and deal with the Trey Young, DeJounte off the court issues and deal with the fact that you still have to pay Nate McMillan out for the rest of his contract? He signed a four-year extension. He got fired a half a year into the first year of the four-year extension. So Ime's a big, high-priced Coach, he ain't no pay right? right? But I want to I want to attack one thing that you said. Attack is the wrong word, but I just want to pinpoint one thing that you said about comparing Dejounte Murray and Trey Young dynamic to Tatum and Brown's dynamic. The dynamic is kind of different because Tatum and Brown, neither one of them are the point guard of that team. Marcus Smart is the point guard. They have a they have Derek White. They have other ball handlers. Who else is handling the ball for Atlanta if it's not Young or um, Murray? No one. As a starter, no one. No one. Even no. Off, even off the bench. The bo- bogey off I, the bench. I think, okay, bogey, but bogey's not a point guard. Bogey's a wing. Bogey's a a, a wing a, a, a a wing player. They have they're they're two point guards that are starting. That's a different dynamic. You can only have one floor general. Facilitating the offense. Look at look at Denver, right? Denver's able to kind of get away with it because Murray, Jamal Murray, too many Murrays, Jamal <laughs> Murray is basically a two-guard masquerading as a point guard. Yeah, he's a combo guard. Yeah. Jok- Jokic is the point guard and the yeah. center. But he's the he's the the floor, you know, the offense revolves around him. Who yeah. does the offense revolve around in Atlanta? Treyon. So DeJounte Murray is expendable in my eyes. Because if the offense runs through one guy who is also the ball-dominant guard on the team, you can't have two unless you're going to bring one of them off the bench. And I don't think DeJounte Murray's coming off the bench, and I don't think Trey Young's coming off the bench. So I think that dynamic is different. Now, if now, Ime could work, I'm not saying that him as a coach is not a good idea because him as a coach has success. Like you said, conference finals, NBA finals appearance. But are you willing – as an organization, to put your arm around this guy and say, 
He had issues in the past. We're willing to work with him and we're willing to work through them. Brooklyn got so much backlash and Brooklyn is a different scenario because that was just like pouring gasoline on a, a dumpster fire. Cause they had the, you know, Katie was ready to, you know, had one foot out the door yep. and Kyrie was MIA and the team was pretty much in shambles. So Atlanta's not a dumpster fire, but there's work to be done. If you look at Quinn Snyder, hey, flamed out, you know, did he, he didn't really, fl- he didn't really, he kind of held the, the goal. He never Mitchell. did. Yeah, he never he developed did. an offense. Let's say he what had, it is. He never he developed held an offense. Bear Mitchell. Utah dynamic together as long as he could, but that offense was stagnant. Kenny Atkinson is a is a, a is a good coach, but he just has no presence. But he had he didn't have this type of talent in Brooklyn. Nope. And I mean, but he, he listen he, when under under him, D'Angelo Russell was an all star. Yes. So there is potential there. I just say there is there there is. A lot of hesitation if I'm Atlanta and I'm hiring Ime Udoka. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying be aware of the blowback when it comes because it's it's going to come. I, I, I It is there. It's going to be there. I do it, man. Sometimes for a prosperity of your team, as Chris said, if you want to be a serious franchise, you, you got to get what you need to get to win. It, be a winner, man. I would if I'm the Hawks, I'm I'm making a strong consideration where I'm talking in closed behind closed doors, making sure you check under the lamps for any bugs and wires. But I would really consider having that talk as Landry Fields and the owner, whatever, they gotta have that conversation because hey, maybe if they bring an email, right? It takes away from all the limelight of what's going to drop eventually, which is going to be the news of what really transpired between McMillan and Trey. Or why Trey was the reason why McMillan got fired, or more Trey Young is a coach killer, because that's what the rumor mill is coming up with now. That's what they're calling him on Twitter. He's a coach killer. So maybe you take that away call, by bringing in the they email. Call Trey, they call Trey Young a lot of things on Twitter. Yeah, coach killers. That's just nasty work. That's like that's on what Darren Williams asked level, because that's what they were calling Darren Williams at one point. Darren Williams got a coach that had been there for thirty eight years fired. <laughs> Jerry Sloan was the original Utah Jazz. He, I mean, he's the original Chicago Bull, but, you know, you get my point. I, I understand what you're referencing. Speaking there. of Chicago Bulls, Jared, let's talk about the news that Lonzo Ball will not return at all this season. He's still dealing with pain in the knee. He's still dealing with that knee issue that has, has been bugging him seemingly forever. Bro. Jared, do you think that Lonzo's done? For the his career? No. I just think the rehab just has no, to... No, 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 no. I don't mean done necessarily for his career. I don't, I'm not saying, like, he'll never play again. But his ability as an impact player. Oh. Is that done? Uh, is he is he going to be, like, here's a name, Sean Livingston? Mm, that's a good comparison. Because Sean's had the knee injury. Oh, that's a good comparison. Honestly, was he already not... No offense to him, but was he already not playing at a Livingston level where he's a facilitating guy? We know that. He was he was facilitating that Bulls offense. That Bulls offense, despite what people say, he was making that a cohesive unit because of his playmaking. Wasn't a high-level scorer, but he could shoot, he could shoot the three. That's, what, that's kind of what Sean Livingston does. So was he? If, he was, if you want to make the argument he was already there, I wouldn't be against it. I kind of would make the argument now, I would say that. 
So no, so if we're going to buy that, then no, I think he'll be the same coming back once he gets his leg. Like if if he can run, like the, the man can't even run right now. Whatever's going on with his knee injury, but if he can come back now with this two a year off, what two years off basically, and he can start running again, and he looks like maybe he'll never dunk again, sure. But if he still has that umph where he can get a blow by, but he can still facilitate the offense, I don't think it'll be as bad as a drop off as I'm picturing in my mind. But I think with this knee. As bad as they're describing it, yeah, he's going to fall off. Like The revere and pedigree that we had him as, where they were showing him with the LeBron, doing the same dunk as LeBron, both getting a triple-double, that's gone. He looked like he was his former self a little bit with the Bulls, but this knee injury has really – I don't know how bad of a deterioration it might be in his leg. Like We don't really know how the severity of this injury because they're saying they, they can't figure out why he can't even run right now. That's how much pain he's in. So it's just like prayers to him because that it sounds brutal. Like it just it just sounds brutal from what the reports are coming in about it. So I don't – but I when I'm picturing his play, Sean Livingston would probably be the best comparison you could have gave me, Chris, because that's like – I can picture that right now. Like him coming back off this injury, I can picture him giving me what? Even if he starts 11 and 6, right? Well, maybe, maybe a couple threes a game. That's, that's, that's not great. But that is still oh, – you, you could last in the NBA with that type of career as a, a career point guard started. As long as he limits the turnovers and right. facilities, here's, here's, he's the still pro- here's the problem, though. He was the second overall pick in the draft. Yeah. That, and, again, the drop-off was bad. But the knee injury makes it even worse because you can't you, – I never fought injuries for why a player really drops off, right? Mm-hmm. But it, that's it, usually why it is. Yeah, it's usually why it is. It, some, in some cases, they could come back playing even better ball than they've ever played. AKA Paul George. He came back and he's played phenomenal basketball. But not everybody had not everybody can do that. Not everybody's body's the same. So I really try not to limit it to it. But yeah, he was the number two overall pick. It's been bad. It's gonna be a bad look when me, when the media starts showing case when he when he eventually comes back to the court and he just doesn't look the same. But we could both, we could be wrong and he could come back and be looking good. Like it, it, again, game looks just like 10 games in. He started looking good. I would. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Ten games is is not an 82 game season, Jared. He's proven on a consistent basis that he cannot stay healthy for a long term. You cannot invest big money and big minutes into him because he can't stay healthy. Chicago put a lot of stock into getting him and acquiring him, which was good at the time. It was a great fit at the time. Okay, yeah, but look at it now, like. This team, yeah. The injuries, this team, it, it, it's ruined the team chemistry because of the fact not that... Not even that. The team stinks, but that's a, that's a whole different point, right? <laughs> Lonzo himself has not been able to be a consistent, let's say, star in the league. Yeah, no. But when you're the number two pick and you had so much fanfare and hype around you, you're supposed to be a star. Yeah. Melo, star. Yeah, you can, you can argue borderline star, whatever. It is overrated, oh. but he's a star. Very, very good player, but yeah, whatever. Star. But he's playing. Yeah, Lonzo has not. It feels like Lonzo hasn't touched the court in years. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, Lonzo's it's been a, too. Lonzo's been a afterthought, and the reason I mentioned Sean Livingston is because when Sean Livingston was playing for the Clippers, had that bad knee injury, couldn't stay healthy, he ends up floating around the league. He ends up as a great contributor in limited minutes on a championship Warriors team. Mm. Lonzo Ball could definitely end up being a solid, limited contributor on a championship team because he does all the little things well. His biggest problem was he couldn't shoot or not mm-hmm. couldn't. He had a 
terrible right. shooting form. Yeah. Which is fixed. Yep. Better. He's, a lot better. A lot better. Is he going to be the most consistent knockdown shooter? No. But he's a great. He's a he's a great general of the offense. He can facilitate. He can play defense. He just can't play forty minutes a night. His his knees cannot handle that kind of volume. So, Jared, talk to me about now. Where does this leave the Bulls? Because they were in on the Westbrook thing, which they're doesn't done. make any sense to me. They signed Pat Bev, which doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, they're, they're done. They're cutting Why? Tony Bradley and they're cutting Tony Bradley, Goran Dragic, former Sixer, and Goran Dragic, former um, play for the Heat, play for the Suns, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, we only we don't I only spice bums. But where does this leave Chicago? Because they're in this weird. They're like Atlanta. Like they're in this weird bottom of the East. Like they're not going to beat Boston. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. They're not going to beat. <clears throat> the third team I'm not going to mention, but like, like what, no, what are we doing here? They're done. They're not. Pat Bev doesn't. He's not a needle pusher. He's not going to change anything. Playing play superstar. I, oh, on the, on the never. fact that this is a guy that said I think in his pod or something he was like it was between the Warriors and the Bulls that needed my talent or he was going to make a playoff play. Whatever. It wasn't happening. Like it wasn't. He's not. I like his game. He's a dog, but he's not a needle pusher. He's not a needle threader. He's not going to change that offense or whatever he thinks he's bringing because their issue is they needed a facilitator, a guy that can really facilitate and run an offense. That man's good, but that was never his game. He can't facilitate or run an offense. We've seen it multiple times. This is not him. So the rust thing, Chris, I got the rust thing. I understood why the Bulls wanted him. I understand why the Heat wanted him. I understand why the Wizards were looking at him. I understand why the Clippers wanted him and got him. Is the two different arguments. Now, Pat Bev, I like that he's on the Bulls. He'll be that dog. He might be able to reel in Zach Levine a little bit, get him to put him more energy, but it's not really much else there in my eyes. Or I'm just looking at this team being a, a title contender or anything. They're not. They're just a team that can now maybe make a play in. If they even make it with him. Like they maybe make a play in. Yeah, but like are we just playing to play to be the play-in team. Like that's what they're playing. Here's for the yes. problem. Here's that's the, what they're playing for. Yes. Here's the thing about the play-in tournament, which is now I'm starting to realize it has opened up more chances to be in basketball purgatory. Yep. Like the worst place to be is a plan. Is seven to ten? Because now you're just like, oh, you're bums. You're bums. You're not winning. There's no way you're winning. A series, if you're a 7 to 10, all right, I'm sorry. If you're a 8, 9, or 10 seeded team, if you're yeah. 11, what are we playing for? We know you're going to lose that game. And if you surprise us, hey, that's good basketball, but we know you're not doing anything in a playoff series. So it's like, like come on, man. Why are it's we just waiting? extended basketball. What are you, what what are you wasting everyone's time for? Like, that gives them more momentum to play for something. That's really what it is, is giving NBA players more energy to play for something. Why are you wasting resources? You're not coming out the East. Michael Jordan is not walking through that door. Scotty is not walking through that door. What are we doing? They just playing their basketball. That's this real. Is, this can is, say is not 1996. Right, Shut it down. Right. Yeah. And that's how they've been playing, okay. It's just like mid-range game. DeMar, DeRoz- DeMar DeRozan would have been a superstar in 2003. Dude, nobody talked. Yes, yes, he would have. He, he would have. 
He, he would have killed. been a killer he in 2003. Why he would have However, however <laughs> this is 2023. The mid-range ain't working for you, boss man. They ain't working. No, your, your numbers is cool and all, but you ain't winning. <laughs> you ain't winning games. This is empty calories. Speaking of empty calories, Jared, talk to me about Westbrook to the Clippers. I like it. I don't know. People be hating on it. I like it. Stop it. No, you don't. I like the move. Why don't you? I like the move. I'm going to talk about that at work today. I, I, yesterday. I like the move when it was announced. Jared, Jared, you know damn well Russell Westbrook is going to go out there and do way too much. They're going to have that, that clown track on, on Undisputed. Nah. He's going to go out there and, and take off. He's going to say, move, Paul George. Get out of my way. Nah. Kawhi going to sit 80 games between now and the end of the season. There's not even 80 games left. Kawhi going to sit 80 games because his, his knee hurt or his nah. back hurt nah. or his head hurt or Uncle Dennis told him to, to, to shut it down. Like, this ain't – listen, I like the Clippers. All right? I they like loaded. They are They're loaded. They're a loaded team. But them adding Westbrook is like adding a stick of dynamite with a timer on it. And you don't know when the timer is set for because you man, know it's going to blow up. Yeah, but you're either going to blow up in your face or it's going to blow up against whoever you throw it at. And it, I think it's going to go against whoever they throw it at because I, yeah, but look I at like the, the move. I like the move. Okay, I like the move, right? I like the move. Like That's all you got to say. You like the move. I like the move. Of the move. Huh? On the surface. I like the idea on the surface. You know, you add something. Yeah, what the promise of what it brings is what's drawn me in. Because I, I don't hold on, hold on, hold on. You someone who can rebound, mm-hmm. who can defend, mm-hmm. who can pass the ball. I can. He can. He can. Does he? Will he? Different he question. Can. But can he? Yes. He's very good. He can. He can. But he can't make consistent open jump shots. Don't worry about that. He takes way too many jump shots when he's on the floor. That's reduced. If you put him out there in limited minutes, how long before he starts to, you know, sit on the tunnel, you know, mm-hmm. on the bike like he did for the Lakers? Mm-hmm. How long before he starts to tune out Ty Lu like he did Darvin Ham? How mm-hmm. long before he starts becoming – because he is a magnet for people to blame, you know. He's, he's a scapegoat. He's a scapegoat. Whether or not he deserves it, I'm not saying that he deserves it or not. Whether or not he deserves it or not, he's going to get the blame if that, if that Clippers team starts to go south. They already going south. They they not really. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. If it starts to tank for real, this could be this could be it for Westbrook. Yeah, but this is the you gotta sometimes I mean, put as, a, the table. as a legitimate championship contender, as a member of the roster, this could be it for Westbrook. Now I know, look at the teams that were in for Westbrook. Chicago, the Wizards, the Heat. Yeah. So, like, come on. Like, there was and then no, the Clippers are, uh, it's like the, the, Clippers, the Clippers are by far head, shoulders, knees, and toes better than those other teams. But is Westbrook a, like, is he a negative at this point? Like, I, does his positives outweigh the negatives? And if so, how much? Like, is he really worth I like, it? I like the move. I think it brings a lot of promise because he's played with Paul George before. They have worked together fantastically. They did. They worked together. They know each other's game in and out. It's not like Russ really took away from Paul George's game. If not, he elevated Paul George's game because Paul George's having statistically great careers with Russell Westbrook. He could potentially do the same for Kawhi. 
also this move could work because I think another issue that the LeBron Russ thing, AD thing didn't really work out is because like AD's not a traditional big that Russ runs with. Russ needs a traditional big because that pick and pop thing limits his options on the floor, right? Yes, AD can pick, you can pick and pop with him and he can, you know, hit a jumper, but Russ likes a big that likes to roll because it allows him to roll to the basket for his layup. So he's allowed him to throw a lob or do the dink and dunk passes or hit the corners or hit the wings. AD wasn't really that. AD was doing different things. AD didn't like going to the paint as much. So that, that kind of hampered them a little bit as well. LeBron didn't set screens as much too, where Paul George is more of a screen setter. We've seen it even now with Kawhi. I mean, he sets screens when he has to. It can really work. Now, I don't know anything about the like You hear so many split reactions of the locker room environment that Russ brought. Some saying he was their best teammate at the Lakers. And then you hear others are potentially calling him a vampire. You don't know who that was. There's some people saying it was LeBron. There's other people that are just saying it was in general. But you're, here, you're never hearing any really bad, bad things about Russ as a teammate. The Darwin Ham and him thing wasn't really working out because Russ was playing very good at, at moments. And then there were times where he was sitting in games where you're like, all right, why is Russ sitting when he could be out there? So, yeah, that, that argument can still be made with Ty Lue, depending on how the games are going. But when you look at him fitting in, if starts or goes on the bench for this team, He's just a vat. One, he has legs, which John Wall just didn't have. Still, I don't, I don't know what's what really happened with John Wall. He looked good at times with the Clippers, but at other times, he just looked like his legs just weren't with him. He, he couldn't de- defend worth of anything. Where Russ still gives you some valuable defense. He's a very good playmaker, pick and roll. He can really commit. He, depending on the, what he can bring, again, this also comes off to the fact that when Russ started the season, he's only giving you what two point three turnovers a game. That ended up slipping when the whole first argument he had with Ham started slipping as well. Then he was giving you three to four, and now he's averaging like around three and a half to four turns a game, right? If he goes back to that beginning of the season, Mark, where he was happy playing basketball, he thought that the, the team was with him, and he was with the team, and they were a cohesive unit, and then you start finding all other things. Now, if you get that rust again, that one that came into the Lakers with a fresh mindset, happy, two turnovers a game, with this Clippers unit, you got something. You got. You really do because that's the rush you want. You want the rush that's bought in. If they get the if the Clippers get the rush that's bought in, I think this team has a very valuable shot because you got not one but two legitimate bigs that one yes both are starters in this league, but you he can run the pick and roll with Paul George has played with him. He's gonna do those things with Paul George. He builds the chemistry Kawhi. What you hope that that's what you really that's the real question mark for me. Can he build the chemistry Kawhi Leonard right? Mm-hmm. Because how many games is Kawhi gonna still sit? I now know that Russ and PG can win you some games with Kawhi sits, and that was the issue that this team was having is they can't win games when Kawhi sits, right? Right. I now know Russ and PG can win you some games, right? They're going to do that. Even if Russ is starting to come off the bench, him and PG are going to win you some games and keep that team afloat. But if the chemistry doesn't come with him and Kawhi in a way that's at least playoff-worthy cohesiveness, that like, like the way Embiid and Harden kind of had a, a cohesive chemistry built going into the playoffs, they don't have that then I think it's, that the dynamite's blowing up in their faces. Mm-hmm. That's where the issue's going to come from. Because at the end of the day, this team is so loaded. I don't, I don't know, even know, like, Russ is going to fit somewhere, starter or off the bench, but they're so deep. You still have Bones Highland. You got Eric Gordon, which Russ has also played with Eric Gordon before. Don't even know why they even brought him in because they still have Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, like, Mason Plumley, Markeith Morris. Like, they got a Trey Mann who starts for them. But it's like their starter defending. Terrence Man, thank you. Like they got guys. Like this team is loaded. If you really think about it, from a, a top to bottom team. So now it's just about how he fits. I think this was, it was a good buy-in for them because they get them on cheap market value. It's not like they're overpaying or anything. They get them on cheap market value. 
And he's just going to bring what he was bringing for the Lakers if he come off the bench, which is a guy that's going to give you, what, 15, 5, and 7. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but at what cost does that 15, 5, and 7 cost you? If it's going to take – if Westbrook's going to get his 15, 5, and 7 and all those other guys' production suffers because of it, is it worth it? See, I don't think they go because Russ still finds guys. Like, he I makes dudes that. better. I understand. That's it. These made dudes better. Statistically, they play better with Russ than okay, when they play with us. Statistically, but look at your eyes and you look at when, look at when when Westbrook, Westbrook was on the Lakers. If nothing was happening, or it didn't start immediately clicking right off the gate, he was in go mode. And for good or for bad, that's what Westbrook is. Like if he if he's in attack mode, he's gonna attack. He's gonna attack. It's not always pretty. It's not always effective. The problem is like if Markeith Morris is having a shooting night that he is not his best shooting night, or Terrence Mann isn't hitting those corner jumpers, or Batum isn't hitting those threes, or you know what I'm saying like, are the Clippers prepared to deal with? All right, it's time to just put my head down, and go to the basket, Westbrook. Like is. You know, I think they're more. Players. I think they're more equipped only because this is the biggest difference between the Lakers and the Clippers. Is Lakers got the Lakers didn't have anybody on defense, right? Mm-hmm. So when Russ went downhill, it was on that fast break because nobody's back on D. That's what it was. Or if Russ would the layup and then the other team went in transition, we saw it in the Thunder game. Guys were just killing them on wings or cuts because this is this is lazy defense, and now they're they're. Looking a little bit better on defense, but it's not much. It's not greater, right? It's not much better. The Clippers are bought in on defense. Like Zubat plays his role in the defensive lineman as that D, as that guy that protects the paint. Kawhi and PG lock down wings. Like if you like, when they lock in on the defense, Kawhi don't play that. He gonna he gonna play some defense, right? And then Mark Mark Keith Morris, he's there. I don't gonna disrespect the defense, but he's there. Like he's scrappy, right? Like he's just. Got that Philly little swag defense. He's going to put a body on you. He's going to beat you up a little bit. But he's not like he's going to block a shot or anything like that. But he's there. He's going. He's a capable defender that can make switches. Mm-hmm. That's what the Lakers didn't have that I think Russ also needed. Russ needs somebody that's to get back on defense with him. They can really play and lock down defense if he misses a bank mid-range, which he's still taking for some reason. But his 3% is going up. So it's like, all right, now you got to pick your poison. Would you rather share shoot these bank minis or the way he's cashing some threes now and then would you rather have? And I'm, I, I guess I'll take the cash threes that he's making because – He's shooting a good 34 for 35% from the three, which is a bug leave average, which is I think the highest he's ever shot in his career. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you know what you're getting. But this Clippers defense, I think, is gonna be what really helps propel us saying that this was a good move for the Clippers and Russell Westbrook. And he also gets to play two games versus the Lakers and get his revenge potentially, if that's like what goes on. If they force feed him or he gets his triple double, or whatever. And I think the Clippers inevitably win anyway. All right. Jared, do you think that Westbrook uh, Kevin Love, who just signed with the Heat. He did. Will he Barton, who, who just got brought out by the Wizards. Future Sixer, hopefully. Huh. No. No. Neither. Why? Because he's good. We need wing players. Wing, we need a two-way wing player off the bench. Will Barton fits that. Doesn't we couldn't get Terrence Ross. If we got, I, I, we got Terrence Ross, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be saying Will Barton, but we couldn't get Terrence Ross. You know, it doesn't matter who's on this team. They could dig up Will Chamberlain and put him on this team. This team ain't winning nothing. You know why? No, don't tell me. Because of the guy, because of Jason Garrett on the sidelines. <laughs> I told you, you don't have to tell me. You don't gotta break my spirit anymore. That's right. No, it, no, 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 no. You still have fight left in your spirit. You need to be <laughs> defeated. 
<laughs> you need so to be resigned to your fate. That's just so out. That's just so I will see. I will see all y'all after Game Six in the second round. Meet me at meet me at the center. But no, Kevin Love was a good move. Though. It's forks available. I'd rather Kevin Love than Dwayne Dedman, but we stuck with Dwayne Dedman. They ha- they signed Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> yeah, that's how I spell his name. D E A D dead. The Sixers season is dead. I don't I don't know about dead. 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 Jared, anything else before we wrap anything up? Cuz yeah. it's dead. It's dead. No man, the season starts Thursday. Sixers so got a nasty streak coming up. Chris, did you see our our, our first 5 games coming out of the All-Star break? It's uh Memphis at home on Thursday, then they got Boston, then they got uh-huh. Miami, then they got a they got a Listen, if if we got Miami, Mavs, Bucks, yeah, Miami, Celtics. Of, That's nasty. Of, Miami's on a back-to-back to it. So we literally play them at home and then go to their home. I or mean, I think we're at their home where they play. It's, it's, it's a nasty. I, I, if anybody in Miami has uh, tickets to uh, the, the March 1st game in Miami, let me know. I might show up. That's, I, I may that's have, nasty work, bro. Listen, we all can boot dock together. It's okay. It's okay. I got I got faith in the Sixers, man. So they let me down. Wrap this show. You gonna laugh at me? Wrap it up. He got faith in the Sixers. Everyone, everyone, point and laugh at this man. You're a hater, yo. You can't you you can't be a fan around you at all. You just hate on your own teams. I, no, 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 no. I don't hate on my own teams. I hate Doc Rivers. Thank y'all for listening to another episode, and, and Daryl Morey for signing Dwayne Dedman. So thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're available on all your favorite platforms. That's at STTP Podcast. Yeah, I caught it. On all your favorite social medias, we're on iTunes and Spotify and Anchor and wherever else you get podcasts. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tune in. Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> we're there, too. We're on Tune In, too. Uh, make sure you follow me on all your favorite socials. It's at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada Hughes on your favorite socials. Follow me on the TikTok and the Twitter for all Sixers-related tweets and, you know, hot takes on TikTok. But still, follow, follow t- the brand. Listen, listen. Jared on TikTok is a great follow. I follow Jared on TikTok. I sometimes comment. You might sometimes see me uh, hey. in, a, in a different color do-rag. <laughs> I have the purple one on today. It's one of my favorites, actually. So, uh, yeah. Let's get straight to the... First of all, why did they sign Dwayne Dedman? All right, I'm done. Let's get straight to the point. Let's do it.